Hi, welcome to episode 515 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and if my family and I formed a super team, we would call ourselves the Faulty Four. And Dave, today is Fantastic Four 515 from August 2004, Dysfunctional Part 2, by writers Mark Wade and Carl Kessel, and guest artist Paco Medina. You know, it's freaky how much Paco Medina draws like Mike Wieringo. If you didn't look at the credits, you wouldn't know there was a guest artist. I also like the name Paco. It sounds like taco, and I love tacos. So we pick up where we left off last issue, with the Frightful Four breaking into FF headquarters with the help of Cole, a girl who went on a date with Johnny Storm. She's also the daughter of the new Frightful Four member, Salamandra, who just so happens to be Wizard's ex-wife, and also Cole is the Wizard's daughter as well. The wizard gets too close to Cole, who uses some kind of power to repel the wizard backwards. Wizzy didn't know his daughter had powers, and Salamandra replies that she's pleased to see her daughter growing up to become a very powerful woman, like her mother. Wizard says, it seems like Cole can create and control gravitons, making her more like her father. He tells the trapster to go find the girl before something bad happens to her, while the rest of the team deal with the Fantastic Four. Hydra Man tries to attack Johnny, but he runs up into a force field, and Sue starts knocking him around with force fields. Next, Salamandra attacks Johnny, using her powers to send Johnny crashing into the wall. She says, Anyone who dares to court Salamandra's daughter must ask Salamandra's permission first. Which is a weird thing for her to say, considering that she and the wizard arranged for Johnny's date with Cole as part of their plan to break into FF headquarters in the first place. And you know, I bet Johnny was hoping to smash some walls tonight, but not the walls of the Baxter building. The Trapster tries to fire some weapon at Reed, but Ben comes up behind Pete, and before he can clobber Pete, Ben gets attacked by one of the wizard's weapons, and he gets sent up on a big anti-gravity disc. Wizard berates Pete for attacking Ben instead of trying to find Cole like he asked. Johnny is dealing with Salamandra, who seems to have powers such as being strong, fireproof, invisibility, teleportation, and Johnny's freaking out, he doesn't know what her powers are. Sue is trying to get, cope with a Hydra Man, who is bragging that he's got stronger powers now. The guy turns into water. How much stronger can he get? I mean, he can't make his water any wetter. While Sue is distracted, the wizard zaps her in the back with something. I guess that's Hydra Man's new power, the ability to distract people while someone else attacks them. Which is a big improvement for a supervillain that nobody used to pay attention to. And then, Reed tries to attack Wizard, but Salamandra walks up behind him and strikes a nerve. Like, literally, strikes some kind of nerve in Reed's neck, and he howls out in pain. This fight is terrible. I don't know what Salamandra's powers are. I don't know what she's doing to the gang. I don't know what the Wizard is doing. I don't know what weapons he's using. I don't even know what the hell uh, Hydra Man's new powers are. I don't know what the hell Pete was using earlier. It's a terrible fight. In the old days, each villain would brag about his or her powers, explaining them as they used them. It's kind of unrealistic, but it helps when you're doing a podcast. Back with the thing, Johnny burns the anti-gravity disc, and Ben falls and he lands in a pool of water. That pool of water being Hydra Man's back. That Salamandra nerve pinch left Reed's right arm paralyzed. Wizard shoots another weapon at Reed and Sue, but she blocks it with a force field. And this time, Wizard explains what that weapon is, and what it does. It's a kinetic stabilizer, which 
solidifies the invisible force field around Sue and Reed, trapping them inside. For 41 minutes, he says. Won't they suffocate in under 41 minutes? So Wizard is bragging about how great he is. Like he's a better dressed version of Donald Trump. And Salamandra chimes in and says, What of Salamandra's effort? Was it nothing? Wizard replies, You overrate your contribution. You've been dead to me ever since the day you became pregnant. Once again, the wizard, Donald Trump, separated at birth? Maybe. Salamandra says that she had 20 years to stroke her hatred of her ill-chosen lover. If that's the case, why did she join the Frightful Four if she hates the wizard so much? And why did the wizard select an antagonistic ex-wife to be on his team? I'm really starting to question the judgment of the wizard. Back over with the thing, he's getting surrounded by water from Hydro-Man, and Johnny's covered in white paste that Pete creamed all over him. I never get tired of Pete and his creamy white paste. Cole runs over and breaks Johnny free. He asks if she really is the wizard's daughter, and adds that he wasn't ready to meet her parents yet. As they chat, Cole screams out in pain something about using too much of her powers. Pete runs over, aims a gun at her, and says that she won't suffer long. But then he gets zapped by the wizard who asked Pete to find his daughter, not kill her. That's the number one rule about being on a team of any kind. Don't kill the boss's daughter. As the wizard continues to zap the shit out of Pete, Pete tries to apologize and begs for the wizard to stop. You know, I remember the 1990s. I would think the same thing all the time. Wizard, stop. Please stop, wizard. So the wizard doesn't stop. He says to Pete, You were useful to me, trapster. Past tense. What comic has the wizard been reading? Because in the FF comic I've read, the trapster has never been useful. Wizzy says they have a team of four with no room for a fifth wheel, and he proceeds to blast the crap out of Pete, seemingly incinerating him. Wizard tells Hydra-Man to go get Cole, and he turns on some cameras and starts delivering a speech to the cameras, telling people to look at how the Fantastic Four have fallen. And somehow he's able to broadcast this into people's homes on televisions everywhere. He goes on to talk about how he's hum humiliated the Fantastic Four and what poor heroes they are. And he concludes, no real heroes were hurt during this demonstration. And then the three members of the Frightful Four return to the wizard's lair. Why did he call Pete a fifth wheel? Is Does wizard not know how to count? Let's see, wizard, salamandra, hydra-man, that's three people. Unless he's considering Cole a member now, even though they have her tied up on a floating platform. He's telling her that he's going to run some tests on her, and when Hydra-Man interrupts, Wizard threatens that if he interrupts him again, his fate will be worse than Pete's. Wait a minute. Pete was incinerated. How can your fate be worse than that? What is he going to do to him? Tie him up to a chair and force him to watch episodes of The Apprentice? Cole asks her dad if the trapster really is dead. Wizard says, not really. He exposed Pete to a pair of beams that put Pete into a time loop where he relive, relives the last moments of his life over and over again. Salamandra jumps in and demands that the wizard tell his daughter what he did to her and what he did to her mother. Cole guesses that wizard violated her, you know, raped her. But nope, he didn't. Salamandra says that would be uh, far too intimate of an act for the wizard. I don't know if I would call rape an intimate act. But I think she's hinting at the fact that the wizard is most likely a never-nude. I can see that. Salamandra explains that in order to get her pregnant, the wizard used 
his machines. So the wizard is uncomfortable with sex with a woman, but getting milked by a machine? He's cool with that? Okay, I can deal. Wizard says that Salamander wanted to get an abortion the entire time she was pregnant, so he had to keep her restrained and sedated. I just hope the governors of Oklahoma and Kansas don't listen to this podcast. It'll give them some bad ideas. And after Cole was born, it turns out she had no powers. The wizard abandoned her. But now, now that she does have powers, the wizard wants her back. Odd that the wizard hates the Fantastic Four team so much, but he wants to have his own family team just like them. Cole is like, you did this to me? And wizard wipes a tear off her face and calls her the perfect experiment. What a lovely sentiment for a father to express to his daughter. Cole breaks herself free and tells her dad not to touch her. She's no lab rat. Well, it's a good thing that she's no lab rat. Lab Rats was a terrible comic by John Byrne. Cole says, excuse me, gotta go purge some displaced mass. Now, is that something to do with her powers or is she bulimic? Hydra-Man asks if he should go get her and the wizard replies to let her go for now. He can find her later. So later, the FF, who have been let go by the wizard, the mission was only to make the FF look lame. Which, as a plan, is kind of lame. I mean, doesn't such a stupid plan make the Frightful Four look lame? Reed reminds everyone that the wizard was considered the world's greatest inventor until Reed came along. Huh. I can think of a bunch of inventors in the, Mar- in the Marvel Universe better than the wizard. Uh... Tony Stark, Hank Pym, Doctor Doom, Moon Knight, okay, maybe not Moon Knight. Sue and Reed say it's a good thing the wizard has never found a version of the Fightful Four that has clicked. Well, of course, the wizard's biggest problem is he keeps having these female team members who get emotional on certain days of the month and they become moody and unreliable. That comment was specifically for you misogynistic Trump supporters out there. Enjoy. Johnny expresses concern for Cole saying that she's in trouble. Is this another one of those situations where Johnny meets a woman for 10 minutes and falls deeply and madly in love with her? Ay ay ay. Ben, uh, has to remind Johnny that Cole helped the bad guys. She's the wizard's daughter. Johnny says she was tricked. And he flames on, he flies off, hoping to find her. New York City is a small town. She should be easy to find. Johnny lands on top of the Chrysler building, and he sits down and he thinks about where Cole might be. And guess what? Cole is also there on top of the Chrysler building. Really? Really, Mark Wade? Really? Johnny asks Cole if she knew what the wizard was up to when she agreed to go on that blind date. But she says no. She has these powers to touch, to touch stuff and make them heavier or lighter. And then terrible things happen. And she can't control it. And she was hoping to meet Reed Richards and who could help her. And in that way, she says that she was using Johnny to meet Reed. So that's all? Johnny says. It doesn't seem so bad to him. And she adds, Except one thing. Turns out, I actually like you. They sit down beside each other, and Johnny says, That leaves just one thing. And he's about to kiss her. When they're interrupted by the rest of the Fantastic Four. Jeez, this is not Grand Central Station. It's the top of the Chrysler building, for crying out loud. How do they keep finding each other up there? But, you know, the Chrysler building is kind of cool. If I had superpowers, I'd totally be hanging out there all the time. Reed says they track Cole using a mobile graviton detectograph. 
And what they should do now is help cure coal. But Rit, I thought there was no cure for the common coal. But anyway, what Reed needs now is full access to the wizard's computer, computer data. It could save months or years of trial and error, he says, and Cole needs to help him get that. After all, the wizard already visited us once, he says. It's only right we return the favor. So needless to say, uh, the issue is over to be continued next time in the conclusion of Dysfunctional. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. <laughs>